0: Hello guys and welcome to episode 123 of the World Wide Health Podcast. It's your host Matt back again and I'm joined by the wonderful Wayne Moulds. Wayne, how are you doing my friend?
1: I'm good, it's good to be back, it's good, it's good to talk about the women's and yeah, got a lot to kind of talk about.
0: Yes, yes indeed, it's been a long time since we've done a women's podcast. Um, we've both been, me Wayne been busy for different reasons, we've been ill, we've been busy with family stuff so we haven't been able to sit down for a while but we have come at the perfect time after a match which for me being there it was a fantastic match um an unbelievable match i think probably the best match i've ever watched emotionally live at a stadium um and I, I think it's going to take some beating to to beat that but it was a wonderful game we did beat the champions, Leon, to get to the semi final and to make a lovely, nice little tie against Barcelona. Um, which I will rant about the fact that it's on a Saturday at twelve thirty. But we'll, we'll get we'll get we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Wayne, before we start with kind of the ho- overall the, the little details within the game, um, what did you think of the game overall?
1: Well. Unfortunately, when the game was was on it caught caught you on camera and my it just broke um so I didn't really get to watching the go um yeah I, no it's um it was all right it's um tense, i think is the best word for it um at the moment uh, as 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 all the Chelsea fans will know we are looking a bit shaky at the moment um in that fact with many bright being out injured um she's <sighs> um it's not all on her but cuz she's such a influence in our back line i just think we've not looked as strong and as solid uh without her and then it it shows unfortunately against Man City when we lost 2 0. Um, but it shows especially against uh Leon as well and they they did a good performance. We we held out long enough. Um and we tried to counter attack as best we can with the forward line. Um we was just quite fortunate, I think, in certain senses to where we got ourselves into the penalty shootout, but certain players uh, did a brilliant job. Um, certain players, well, I think me and you, I've both said it while we we chatting, while you was at the game while I was watching the game, <laughs> um, they're like, Cuthbert was brilliant, um, Carter, White and Childs, Mialda when she came on was uh she did really well. Um certain players did a brilliant job it. and I think it, it took a lot of um, I hate using this word because it's like catching taking off someone we know, but it took a lot of minerals <laughs> for the players. You, um, you
0: you you stole my thunder i i was going uh, to come in with marami has recreated the minerals <laughs> but, um uh I, I, i'll change it to vitamins because you know vitamins are better than minerals all day long
1: but no we you white and it's obviously i know obviously first time from you um how nervous and it was and it was what a game that you even pointed out certain things that was frustrating you. Um but it, i think we need to improve. I don't think we did ourselves justice but I think how bad our luck was last year I think we made up for it this year so far that makes sense.
0: Yes, yes, definitely. Well, all we'll do is before we get into more details of the game, we'll go through kind of what the lineups were. Um, so, starting with kind of Chelsea's lineup. Obviously, we had Berger in goal. You had what was a back four slash going into a back three at times. Of what we'll say, it's a back four of Carter, mm-hmm. Eriksson, Buchanan, and Perisay. Midfield of Lloyd Bowles, Cuthbert, Charles, with Kerr, Wrighton, and James being. The front three, although Charles was at times flying about in about 50, 50 different positions at times, um, which is just typical name charts. Um, in terms of the Leon lineup, you obviously had Enla, you had Batcher, Reynard, and Hilles at the back with Car- Carpenter. You had Van, Van der Donk, uh, Horan and Igorola. I'm just going to pronounce that really bad. And then you had Madri, Brun, and Cascarino uh, um, in the forward line. So, what did you? Wayne, when the first lineup came out, obviously the main topic point was obviously Billy Bright not being in the lineup, which I think in the hours leading up, I think we all expected. Um, but what did you think of the lineup when it was put out? Did you did you like the lineup? Was there anything you'd make changes wise?
1: I no, I I like the lineup. I think I think we had a conversation beforehand that I said as long as we're defensively stable and we've got enough. Players on there to do the job. I was happy. Um, you could easily take a forward player out and put Ingle in. Um, but no, I was really pleased with the with the lineup. I think it was ended up more of a four four two formation with uh, James playing as a number the player behind Kerr. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was mul- multiple position. Uh, Multiple ways they played, um, depending on the circumstances. But I, it was a nice, compact, solid performance uh, by all the players. I think. In, I think if, if I'm gonna be hypercritical, uh, Emma Hayes might have got a bit wrong with one player um, in the team. And for me to say it says a lot, but I maybe not would play James from the start, um, because we're quite. I think me, and you've said this so many times now. We at the moment we are very short as a striker. Perform as a without Kerr, we haven't. We really got many other strikers out on the bench or. To our advantage, because of Kirby and Harder being out injured. So, it is a situation where we're fortunate, but if Kerr got injured, I think we would have been under the cosh a bit.
0: Yeah, I think that's just the general problem with the kind of side at the moment of a lack of striker. Um, I think... I understand your point from it. I think we... I, I don't think when... James was on the pitch, I don't think she was bad. Um, I think she was driving quite well, trying to bring Leon players out of position when we were counter-attacking or when we had the ball. Um, She had that good chance, which um, Enler uh, tipped over the bar. That was a really good uh, chance she had when she came from the corner. So I don't think James... I don't think it was her best ever game, but I, I don't think she's bad. But I understand your point. I think for me, the, the one surprise was the fact that Ingle didn't start. Um, just because I thought, well, if you want to defensively shore it up, Ingle was that type of player to have screen in the defence. But I don't think it was necessarily a bad thing. In the, I, I don't think it necessarily made us play bad that Ingle was off um, and she was good to bring on. Um, and obviously, we are going... Within these games, Emma Hayes has said that we're going to see a different players in the squad and different people coming in and out. And obviously, Ingle was that person to drop out for this this game. Um, I, I wasn't unhappy with the lineup. Obviously, I'd love Millie Bright to be there and fit and well, but obviously, it's not going to happen. Um, she's not ready. Um, she's still injured. I, we don't. We typical Chelsea women at the moment. We think the men's bad of injuries at the moment, but at least we can. Get an idea of when they're back. Um, we just get. I think the problem with the Chelsea women's is when a player is injured, we don't get no information at all of when they're going to be back, um, and that is a bit frustrating um, at times. So potentially we'd like to get at least a little bit more information, please. Um, but yeah, I mean the Leon lineup. Obviously they have injuries coming back as well, so I think we did, we still did catch them at a good time. Um, but yeah, I mean they're the lineups for us. Um, Starting with the kind of first half, obviously Leon being the team that needed to score a goal, had an early 5, 10, 15 minutes where they had a couple of good chances, which, as good as they were, were probably more mistakes from our side. Um, um, But we weathered that storm. um, And then the rest of that first half was just a few big chances missed by Chelsea, wasn't it, Wayne? I mean, we had... I've already mentioned the Lauren James shot, which was a good save at the end of the day, so I'm not going to blame her too much for that. But you had a couple of chances from Sam Kerr, particularly the one-on-one, which Enler also managed to save. Um, Do you think we should have potentially got some of those chances put away and that potentially would have made the tie a lot more smoother? Um, You could could argue that. But
1: saying that, I think the keeper she did have a good game um, and unfortunately we did look very shaky in the fence uh, we didn't look comfortable playing out from the back um, with Berger, Ericsson was making a few uh, mistakes what they normally haven't been doing these last few years but they have done lately Um Yes, we should be more critical, uh, more, um, what's that word, um, clinical. But end of the day, if, as long as we were creating them opportunities, it, it, we knew it would end up going in one way or another, think that makes sense. Yeah.
0: I think with Sam Kerr as well. We know it's typical Sam Kerr. She doesn't score easy chances. The easy chances, the one on ones, she'll usually miss. Um, but you got a 25 yard chip over four or five players into the top corner. Nope, that's a bread and butter. She'll do that every day of the, of the bloody week. Um, but yeah, I think that it's just, it was a thing because I was happy with the first half. Obviously, there were mistakes, as you said, out from the back, I think. Obviously, we know Berger is as good as she is as a goalkeeper. She's never had been the best player at her feet, and that's why you've got someone like Zajira um, out on the bench who is much better of her feet um, in general. And you could tell at some points there was aspects, and Berger had the ball, and you just like, oh, no, where is this going to go a little bit? Um, and for goal kicks, it was always everyone come straight to the left side because it felt that's the only place Berger could get a good, decent ball out. Um and then there was shakiness, I think. In in terms of the defence, I think it was more from Ericsson, but we'll kind of get on to that when we get to the goals. Um, but the first half, it was a bit of just, I think, jabbing from each side, a bit like a boxing match, a bit like the Anthony Joshua boxing match last night. A lot of jabs, not too much. Big punches in the early rounds, kind of finding each other out. Um, then came the second half. Again, the first part of the second half wasn't bad, but you could tell Chelsea was starting to retreat a little bit more. Um, Do you think that's natural in in the aspect of, okay, we've only got 45 minutes, we just need to be a bit more defensive? Or do you think that was a mistake from Chelsea in general to just start sitting back a little bit too much?
1: I think it was... Nerves no, just got better of them um, because of the tie and because of the important importance of the tie. I think we did. Um, I mean, I knew they wasn't playing the best. I think they just went to this hold, let's hold as long as possible, and then hopefully we're, we can get foot over the line. Um, but it just didn't work like that, unfortunately. Um yeah, we did settle back and unfortunately I, I know you're gonna whip it into one of them um, but I'm not pointing it all on her. Um for me there was two players in that back line who had a real poor game and it was a burger for me and uh absolutely. even though Burger made up for it in the penalty shootout. Um for me then but they was the two players that didn't look They looked just the most shakiest. Um one thing I will say I didn't like was um Leon's tackle and they for me they was a bit high there wasn't what they, you can see by Leopold's injury that was unnecessary, and it was a few of them they was doing it to as well, and it was just to me it was just why why go into that sort of the women's game has never been a, that sort of game. It's been respectful towards both teams. They if they don't we get many bad tackles and it was just for me a bit of a bad taste for Leon.
0: Yeah I think it did suddenly get very spicy in the second half Um, I don't know whether that was a tactic to come out and be a bit more spicy with Chelsea in the second half try and make it that sort of game Um, but it was a very big kind of twist from the first half because the first half was not like that at all Um, and I think yes. I will criticise Leon for that, and there were some challenges that weren't very good at all. Um, I think the action on Leopold's was not very good. That, as you said, like, unnecessary. And obviously, it looked worse than it was. Obviously, with the uh, um, injury that she got. But I think the worst out of the lot was probably the challenge on Buchanan, um, where Buchanan then went down, and that was after Perese and Leopold's already went off, and you just thought, no. Who we got on, who, who there was no one at the there's no one on the pitch, no one to bring on for Buchanan if she got injured. And it was one of them ones that she really didn't look comfortable. Um, and I, I, I personally would have given that, a, but that in my eyes looked obviously I haven't been able to look at it from a replay because Dazone very conveniently hid all of the referee's bad mistakes and bad calls. All them fouls were mysteriously taken off the highlights. Thanks, Dazone, for that um bunch of idiots um, covering up their poof, terrible referees. But um, from my standpoint in the stadium, I thought it was a straight red card. Obviously, I haven't seen a proper replay of it. Um, but I, I just thought going into the back of Buchanan like that and at the height she did with the studs from my angle, obviously, I was fairly far away from it, potentially high. They didn't look good to me. It didn't look good to anyone in the stands. Um, and I think the while Leon were terrible in terms of their tackling, I think the referee allowed them to be to carry on because I think the referee could have done something about it and nipped it in the bud. But unfortunately, she didn't. Um, and I probably, I probably think that was getting to a point of I I turned around to the person next to me and said, "Is she married to Anthony Taylor?" Because it was getting to that silly level of. Refereeing um, in terms of missing blatant stuff um, and not doing stunt certain stuff. I mean, coming to the injury of lawyer poles, how you can allow the play to carry on when someone, when a player is, I mean, a nose injury, still a head injury in my eyes. She could still have had concussion from that. Um, she's bleeding very a lot. She's got a lot of blood coming out of her nose. Um, yet every time a Leon player went onto the floor. The referee was stopping it every time, every single time, um, and it was it was terrible. Um, what, obviously, Wayne, you saw it from a kind of different view in terms of on the TV. Sometimes it's better to watch it in that aspect of judging the referee in different angles and seeing what maybe more re- replays of it. What did you think of the overall referee performance? Am I being a bit hyperbolic, or am I on the right tracks?
1: No, I think the game. Unfortunately, no No offence to the referee saying she's she's not sitting and saying she's a bad referee or nothing like that. But I just think the occasion got to her and she just let a lot of stuff go. And if she was, unfortunately, in the second half when they started to blow the tackles, it just got over it was too much for her and she was making silly mistakes. In day, I don't. I wouldn't ever sit and say she was as bad as our entire treated treated us. But she's, um, she, of course, she didn't have the best of games, and I thought, unfortunately, some of the injuries that came about it could have been avoided.
0: Yes, I mean going on to the injuries. Obviously, we do have now, well, at least two injuries. In Leopold's and Periseu. Um Perisay, I think I don't know whether you guys got this on the kind of um, replay screens. I don't know whether they focused on the game at this point, but Perisay had obviously had to walk around the whole pitch um, to get back to the dugout, and I did. We did notice that she had strapping in around her rib anyway, so I assume that's an ongoing problem that has just suffered with more. But obviously Leopold's. Is it a broken nose with the amount of blood it was, potentially? Um, hopefully, it's not anything more. Um, obviously, we don't get any information on that, unfortunately, because we never do. Um, but do you think them injuries, kind of all happening within the period of a couple of minutes, just unsettled Chelsea? And then, obviously, the goal comes shortly after that. Do you think that kind of unsettled us and caused us to yeah. concede the goal a little bit?
1: i think if you look at the uh cause the injuries came quite s- suddenly um with of the learpolds that come off uh, and then persic as well came off near enough, uh, not long after um and unfortunately yeah i think it did shake us up um because you think even though you might aim a lot of people might not realise, that them two injuries were quite significant in how we was playing at the time. Um, As the right-sided Charles and Perisic was doing a very good job on that right side where they wasn't creating many opportunities on that side. Um, it was more on the left-hand side with Carter and Wright and they was creating the opportunities and... So that was a big bit of a blow when that happened, and then you look at the Leopold. I think was having a brilliant game before the injury. I think she was probably one of the better players because she was she was defence uh, passing and her defensive duties as well as a, a willingness to run as well beyond Cuthbert and joining when needed in the forward line she, I think she was having it was good to see her back to getting back to what she was before the pregnancy and it is and I think it fortunately affected us um, mentally as well uh, because we then think you, like you said about Buchanan that did happen in the extra time but you look at they was all very cautious and like we don't want to make any silly movements or whatever to get an injury because those worries that it could affect the team and the the outcome and it affected it did affect uh the way we was playing it, we because i think as soon as the injuries came in, then we became more defensively minded and, super, and that affected our, our play and they got on top of us.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it, it really unsettled us. You, it, 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 it's a surprise and not a surprise at the same time, because sometimes you, you'd expect a stop start game like that to kind of affect the attacking team's momentum in a way but I think it was more the injury side of it that just stunted us even more um, in the fact that we went suddenly... You know, I mean, Mielder played well when she come on, but it is more of a defensive substitution to bring Mielder on. Um, and then even again with lawyer polls, again, it's defensive substitutions, and I think we just... While we were already retreating back enough as it was, I think it just made us retreat too much, um, and then obviously the goal comes short, shortly after, and that... Really just hits at your confidence, any confidence you had left, um, really hit it down. I mean, going to the first goal, obviously, ball came down the left, um, pass Carter, was put in um, and scored by Giles, uh, Berger at a near post. I think she did get a hand on to it, but not strong enough. I mean, obviously, as we've kind of mentioned already the two people that were at fault were Berger, Ericsson, um, in terms of the defence. Would you say there's any particular one that was more at fault than the other? Um, I mean, I kind of looked at it straight away as more of a burger fault just because, for me, as someone that's coached goalkeepers before, you don't get beat at your near post, especially when you do get a hand on it. Um, So I, I think that was where I'd put Berger down. But obviously now looking back at it, and my brother did mention as well when he was watching it, that he thought the Eriksen defending was pretty terrible. And then w- looking back at the goal on the highlights, it was not very good from Ericsson. Would you So would you say there's a bit of both or predominantly more blame on one than the other?
1: It is a uh, bit of both, but it, for me, I've, I've said this to you, when you said about, uh, about Berger... I, didn't, I actually didn't message you back because I don't speak too soon now.
0: Um, oh, of I, 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 hindsight's a wonderful thing.
1: <laughs> and I looked at it and I thought, yeah, it was more Erickson for me at fault. Uh, she, she didn't have... You said something and I get it and understand why you said it. But for me, no, she's not checked out. But saying that, yeah, she had a real bad game,
0: and like my problem is, I don't think it's the first time we've seen this recently, either.
1: No, I, I get that, but she, she, for me, she was she should never have let that player get in front of her, um, as she did, and she was so late on it, and when we obviously and so. And for me, she was... Carter did pretty well, but was, she got the plug, she goes to the byline to make it more difficult for her to get the cross over. And actually, should have been more virgin of the surroundings and she, she wasn't. Yes, Berger, she'd done better and got a hand on it, but it's not all it's just some Ber goes. Yeah, she should be doing better, but you've got to remember that she is. She going? She's probably not seeing that ball um, clearly as anyone else because she's. It's going to be quick. And it's like she's got bad quick reflections, and unfortunately, she didn't. And if you, the, as well as the second goal as well when. Out of Erickson's fall as well because what she was doing you could see she was tired but she should have done a lot better in a defensively mounded opportunity there and that for me she was at full for both goals more than it was any other player
0: yeah I mean I was just about to come on to the second goal I think um yeah, I think Ericsson, again fault for that one, um, and kind of for both of them. Obviously, I don't want—I don't really want to go into the ifs and buts too much, but I just feel like if that's Millie Bright, that doesn't happen, or at least one of them doesn't happen. Um, uh, it is what it is. Um, obviously, Millie Bright—we don't know when she's out for, so Eriksson will play um, again. Uh, she probably should play today, I imagine. I don't, unless unless Emma wants to put Carter in the middle and put someone else at left-back, but we haven't got many people to put at left-back. That would be the issue, especially if Parasite is not fit. Um, So it is what it is. I think I have questions of what... Obviously, it, 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 it sounds silly for me to question the club captain like that, but it's sometimes with a player checking out, it's not a... They don't sometimes they don't do it in a mean way. It's just sometimes it's a natural just you drop a couple of percent and that is a big thing in professional football. Um and it's sometimes it's not meant. It just happens. I, 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 I'm I'm a bit I wouldn't play her too much towards the end of the season once it, once peop once Bright is back, I'd rather just keep with personally Carter at left back. Um Bright and um Buchanan in the middle, and Ericsson can come in for the Leicester's, the West Ham's, which are not the bigger, the less bigger games we've got left. Um, obviously, it depends on how Bright's injury is. We'll see how that gets on. Obviously, we have got the international break for her to recover. Hopefully, um, obviously, extra time. Obviously, we've already spoke about the Buchanan um, and the Leon goal in extra time, um, and I guess the only thing we can talk about is the very last moment of the game. Um,
1: oh, well, you mean was... the flying Norwegian, you mean, huh? The flying Norwegian,
0: <laughs> flying Norwegian. Um, but we, we, I mean, yeah, um, so it was a free kick. Obviously, it was quite, it's, I always find it funny when a goalkeeper comes up to take a goal, goal kick, uh, take a free kick in your own half, in there, in Leon's half. Um, so Berger took it in, it was flung in, it came out to James, who tried to drive in, and then obviously she goes down, um. It was quite funny because we, everyone was moaning about, and the stands was moaning about the push on James. But actually, when it came to VAR, they ruled it a penalty on the clip of the leg, um, which obviously I don't think anyone in the stand was able to see. Um, I think we were all just focused on the two hands on the back. Um, but for you, would you did you think it was a penalty, Wayne?
1: It was a clear, in all, in
0: all honest fashion. Yeah.
1: It was clear pernie. Uh, no question to it. Even uh, the commentary, Lucy Ward was on commentary. And she said clear power. It was clear, it was obvious. It, you knew it was gonna be power just why did it take so long? It didn't make sense why it took so long.
0: Well, I I, I, I just I said to my I said to the person next to me, I was like I think the referee's looking at this VAR for so long just to try and see, just to try and find a way to not give it, um, because that's that was the way that referee was refereeing that match. Um, I at first thought it was a penalty. Definitely, I was fuming it. it wasn't given. Um, I was almost shouting "2009" sort of lyrics at, at, at everyone. I was as a former referee myself. I don't it really takes it really takes a lot for a referee in terms of mistakes for me to start cussing a referee um, in a very angry and not quite violent, but in a sweary fashion. Um, and that's the first time I've done that in a while um, to a referee. Um, but when I actually looked at the replay, I actually thought it was a lot softer than I thought it was. I think it still is a penalty, but I don't think it's, as clear as some people will saying I did I do think there was an aspect of Lauren looking for it, which is not which I do not blame her at 120 minutes into, it, into the last seconds of extra time. Um but it is what it is. I, I um it was a penalty, um, but maybe it was probably a little bit softer than some people were saying, um looking at the replay. Um but obviously Maron uh, stepped up. And all of us were just, there There was, there was I'd say it's about 40% of people were absolutely crapping themselves because, obviously, it's the last kick of the game. You saw, obviously, the referee was put, it took four or five minutes for the penalty to actually be taken, which is so much pressure on the penalty taken, no matter who it is. Um, and, obviously, the fact that she was pushing everyone back to say, well, this penalty's being taken, and if it's saved, I'm blowing it before you even get to a rebound. There's no rebounds, anything. It's just the penalty and that's it. So, that was a lot of pressure. I so say 40% of the people around me were just shitting it. And the other 50%, 60% were like, no, Maren's got this. We're going into the penalty shootout. And my God, the minerals, the vitamins, everything. She's got a balanced diet. Don't even need just the minerals. It's all everything. She has got everything to put that in the top corner like that, as classy as she did. Um, Wayne, what was your reaction? when
1: Maren scored that penalty? I actually weren't watching it. Uh, I was watching, I was, because it was on my phone, I was literally in, in my pillow. Couldn't watch it my phone. I was worried that it was not going to happen. I was just playing and hoping. I was, I'm, I was, but when I watched it, it was so cool. It was just like, she just got out of an ice bath and thought, oh, here we go, just stroll and Boom, goal, thank you. Uh, it, was, it, <laughs> was so
0: e- it was so easy. It just looked so easy for her. And as I said, with that situation of waiting, it must have been three, four minutes in the end. Um, to wait for that long um, was just... And then to... Take that sort of penalty was phenomenal And then when we get into the shootout The fact that she then takes the first Penalty after Which It's it's always a question of When you you then have to take a penalty Second penalty in a game Are you going to do the same as what you did Are you going to self-doubt yourself And that's where you get a lot of Big penalty takers in the past End up missing penalties like that Because they self-doubt themselves but then Cooley again, just just another wonderful penalty to start the shoot off really well. Um, I mean, we know Marin is a good penalty taker, but my God, hands down to her, uh, hats down to her for that. Obviously, Berger and Carter were the ones that ultimately saved it for us in terms of the winning penalties. And we'll get into that in a, in, in a minute. Um, but Marin has got. Absolutely, got to be mentioned. And if we win this um, Champions League, she goes down as a hero, an absolute hero for Chelsea. Um, in that moment, to really bring us through it um, and bring us into this semi-final against Barcelona, which is going to be a tough um, to do. But we'll, we'll we'll speak about that in a bit. Obviously, in terms of the penalties missed, um, Renard, uh, the centre back for Leon, missed hers from my angle looking at her from obviously because we were able we were blessed enough to just look at the penalty taker um straight in the eyes being behind the goal i i, I turned around to i said she's going to miss this um someone next to me said she'll blaze it over the bar which she didn't but um she missed it and that that was where it started going wrong for leon wasn't it um poor penalty from her
1: um you've have to vouch for that cuz i couldn't watch the penalty shoot out
0: Oh, you didn't watch any of it?
1: I actually listened to it because I was getting, I was that nervous, so...
0: Have you watched it back? You not watched it back?
1: No. I don't want to relive it.
0: Fair enough. Well, we'll quickly go for it. Obviously, James... Lauren James missed it for Chelsea and, again, obviously, I don't know whether you've seen Lauren James, the last penalty she missed where it was just basically... It, it was like a pass to the goalkeeper in the end. Um... Was a bit harder than that this time, but not much. Um, do you think Lauren needs to either really look at her penalty technique again or stop pe- taking penalties because now it's two in a row that she's missed?
1: I just don't, I don't know. <laughs> I can't, sorry, I just, I just don't know.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, Wayne, I'm disappointed. Disappointed. I, I get, I get not watching it in the thing in, in the moment, but you can watch it after.
1: I just no, I, I I like I'm I'm enjoyed the fact that we got through, and that's it. Tell I me, mean? so, I can't. So
0: I I I nearly had to have a heart attack on my own. Um, oh, disgraceful, Wayne. Disgraceful. <laughs> um, obviously, in ter- in terms of obviously the last penalty, Jess Carter scoring it, and then uh, Berger saving um, the penalty from Horan, um, which was the other penalty missed for Leon. Um, In a season I just want to kind of Touch Put this into perspective In a season Which is Which started so tough For both of these girls Obviously they're both In a relationship together And obviously Berger Had her Cancer come back again Um, She spent time Having treatment And Carter Was sitting there With her Every step of the way um, Helping her out Of her treatment To come back And in that fashion In almost like A destiny for, for Berger to be the person that saves the penalty and Carter to be the person that scores the winning penalty. Wayne, how beautiful moment is that?
1: It was um, It was a great moment for both of them. As Berger's, you can see the... I saw the celebration after with Berger. Um, I admit that was a bit bizarre, <laughs> but um, it was worth it. But... The thing is, guys, let going to be this open here. Matt didn't realize I was a couple.
0: Oh, I do not know a couple.
1: I, I, I had to tell him that they was a couple. I, I, I knew. Uh, uh, let's get it right, Matt. I didn't know earlier on
0: in the season, but I knew, I knew on that moment.
1: Yeah, but you didn't know earlier on in the season when I told you.
0: I mean, I, I, I don't get in. I, I don't get involved in their personal relationships. To be honest, I'm not. that's not, not really a big interest of mine. Um, it's like when people were going up, the whole thing of going on about Reese James's potential girlfriend and the fact that he's not gay apparently, because that's loads of rumors. Like I don't get involved in that stuff. That it, what footballers do in their own times and who they want to be with in their own time. That, that's fine. I, I care about what's on the pitch, but um, yeah. Anyway, it was it was it was a fantastic moment, um, and I think for you as well, being someone that really loves Jess Carter and against mm-hmm. me, I've been critical and I would say I've been fair and in most times. But to her due, she's been great when she's come in this season. Um, obviously, she hasn't got a lot of game time, um, maybe less than she would like to. But I think she's she's done very well when she's come in, and this is another moment where. You can say it. again. Carter has them vitamins in her, um, along with Berger, of course. Um, so that does lead us into the semi-finals. Um, obviously, the draw was already done uh, with the quarterfinals. So we will face Barcelona, you know, because it was it was bad enough having the winners of last year's Champions League. Then after we'd have to play the finalists of that, the other finalists in that Champions League. Um, Chelsea don't do things easy, do we, Wayne?
1: No, but if you look at it, if we get through what would poss- a very possibility, we wouldn't have just beaten Real Madrid, PSG, Lyon, Barcelona, but
0: then yeah. um, we
1: face Arsenal <laughs> or Bayern Munich in a final.
0: Leon, ask Wolfsburg. Well,
1: Wolfsburg, so yeah.
0: yeah. So it's literally Arsenal, who obviously are our title contenders for the, in the league, or Wolfsburg, who have been our biggest bogey team in the Champions League ever.
1: And they knocked us out last year.
0: And they knocked us out last year. It's not... This is really not easy for us, is it? Why, why couldn't we just have a Roma or something like that? Nice and easy. But um, it is what it is. Obviously, the finals do take place at the end of the month. Um, on Saturday the 22nd of April which has now been confirmed to be 12.30 which I will get into that in a second because I'm not very happy with that Um, and then the away leg is on the 29th and I think the time has not been confirmed at the moment I assume it will be confirmed early next week I don't know Um, but yeah I mean Wayne it's a bit unheard of to have a Champions League semi-final a weekend and especially at a early kickoff. What do you think about that?
1: Confused.com.
0: I've I'm annoyed because I am I don't go to many sporting events, but obviously I, 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 I like my rugby as long as as well as my football. So I am going to watch Harlequins who only twice a year. So you have 50 other weeks week on Saturdays to put 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 this game on. Um, they play Twickenham Stadium, eighty thousand people against one of the teams in the uh, Gallagher Premiership, and you get it has to be on the exact same day as the semi final against Barcelona. And I thought, all right, the rugby's at three o'clock. So if, say it was going to be a seven forty-five and eight o'clock kickoff like a Champions League would, I'd be able to get from Twickenham to Fulham Broadway in time, even with the big crowds. I probably would just about get there on time to watch it. And then I'd be like, do you know what? I'd be absolutely out of my mind, pissed by the end of it. Um, <laughs> but it will be a great day, no matter what the result of the Chelsea would be. Um, but to have it at 12.30, I have no chance of getting get from, get, get from Stamford Bridge to... Twickenham in time So I, I unfortunately Because I have already booked The tickets for Harlequins Months ago um, I will not be attending The semi-final Which is a shame Because I think Unless Chelsea get To the FA Cup final And I get tickets I won't be going To another women's game This season I don't think um, Which is a shame um,
1: Now everyone one in, the, in now everyone's listening I want you to Spam his uh, Messaging and tell him how much of a letdown he is. Because rugby should never come above Chelsea win football. No. know. I, I,
0: I tried to refund my ticket. I can't refund my ticket. And cost a living and that, you know. It is what it is. Um, screw UEFA for, for just picking rubbish times. Um, but one full thing before we do get into the Aston Villa game quickly. Um, before we talk about the Lionesses as well. They didn't announce it in the stadium, which I thought was kind of strange. But obviously, the attendance in the end was confirmed to be just over fifteen thousand at the Bridge. And when I compare it look-wise to the compared to the PSG game, there was a lot more. It did look a lot more full. Um, Effectively, there was a little bit on the east stand. On the side towards the towards what the Matthew Harding, which was more uh, more empty than not. But apart from that, most of the bottom tier of the other three stands were all full enough. Um, not many seats around that were empty. Um, obviously, it's half. It's about halfway in between the Spurs and the PSG game. Obviously, it is on a weekday in at, at, an evening kickoff, so you can understand why certain families and kids. Might not be able to go, but do you think fifteen thousand Stanford Bridge is a good attendance? Better than
1: PSG? yeah, I think, I think it is. I don't. I can. I get it should be more, um, but I think they need where you got to think of the travel and that for people to get to the stadium, to get home, night time, Kids, yeah, I think it was a very good attendance. It could have been a lot better, but it could have been a lot worse. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I, to to make it right, I mean, obviously, I do live in Essex, so it is the I do have to travel all the way through London, but I didn't get home till one o'clock in the morning. So, if I can't, if I'm not, if, if I'm not hideously far away from Stamford Bridge. If I'm not getting back to 1 o'clock in the morning, then other people are getting back later. I can understand why certain families are not going. And obviously, we did see that Spurs was 24,000 and 39,000 tickets bizarrely sold. That's another discussion. But, um, yeah, I mean, I still think there is some improvement that can be made. I think there wasn't as much... I think there needs to be a bit more advertisement, um, what I do like is we do, it has been on the boards at Stamford Bridge um, during the games, but I think a bit more, I think Chelsea could still do a bit more social media wise to promote the game, they do promote it on obviously on the women's page, but if you look at the women's page followers compared to the men's page followers, if I'm just going to search it up now, it's 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 completely different it's ridiculous, I mean Chelsea women have 8 813,000 followers on the Twitter page whereas the Chelsea men's let's get this up have 24.3 million. So I do think there needs to be a little bit more that way, but apart from that I don't know how what is there anything else Chelsea can do advertising wise to get people in I mean price wise 9 quid a ticket you can't really get any cheaper than that, really. Um, fantastic price. Program's only two quid. It's normally a lot more when you go to a men's game. So, I think price-wise is not a problem, but do you think there's anything else Chelsea can do to try and get more bums on seats?
1: No, I, I, except for advertisement, not really, because they're doing everything else they can. Uh it's just unfortunate for them to get to the. How can I explain it? It's it's just unfortunate. It's the travel. I think is the issue. It's not the stadium. It's not them. It's the travel, and there's nothing physically that Chelsea can do. What's better than that?
0: Yeah, I I do think, but the only thing I, I look at and just look at and go, well, there's so you get so many matchday fans that are proper Chelsea, go to games all the time, which is fine. Absolutely no problem. And I understand it. it costs a lot of money for people, especially if people are traveling far away. I don't blame match day fans that support the men's that travel far away because it, it costs a lot to travel. Um, but there's so many local fans that probably live five minutes away from Stamford Bridge and don't turn up. And I, I understand if, if on a weekend, not going to King's Meadow where the, the men's are on the day before or On the same day even um but in a time when we're in an international break and the thing that really makes me fume is when everyone goes oh i've got no chelsea to watch in the international break i've got no football to watch blah 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 i have to watch england or international football whatever and i'm like there is literally a game there is was literally a very fantastic game that we've just watched absolutely phenomenal I'd probably say the best Chelsea game I've ever seen live, men's or women's. And people just... It it just it seems very ignorant from some fans. I think we do have... I I think we do have that aspect that I think still needs to change. But I think as women's football in general grows, hopefully that opinion starts to calm down um, a bit more. I did get... uh, I I had to block someone the other day because uh, they... A Chelsea fan... Quite blatantly come out and said women shouldn't be allowed to play football. So I was just like, yeah, you're not, you, you, you're not allowed. You're not. I'm not having you on my timeline. Um, and I reported them to Twitter. So hopefully Twitter, Elon Musk, get on that and ban him. But there you go. Um, but it is what it is. Um, hopefully it improves, but 15,000 is not a bad figure. And hopefully on weekend games in WSL, we can get a few more in because it is a bit more easier for families to get there um in terms of so we obviously today we have the Aston Villa match obviously with the recording of this the Aston Villa game hasn't kicked off but no doubt you guys will be listening to this after the result so a disclaimer that we we don't know what's going on Uh, we won't know what's going on and everything of this is probably going to be irrelevant by the time we finish but we will kind of have a little discussion um because obviously, Wayne, you did text me yesterday. We were talking yesterday, um, and you was worried about today's game. Uh, are you still worried uh, on game day about the game, or are you a little bit more calmer
1: now? No, don't I, I, get what I'm not sitting saying we. I don't think we do well. It's just I don't care. It's obviously the, the team's put up, put a shift in. It's Leon and. We haven't got many, like we said, about injuries. So in certain positions, unfortunately, we're, we're tight on. Um, and unless Emma Hayes knows is it important to get and change the whole team and shock us, I could see some of the players have to play again. And I just worry about the fitness and about the strength we've got. Um and if you look at Ashton Villa, they are playing all right. They're improving with the the signings they've made. Uh, Rachel Daly's been a very very good signing for them, uh, banging a lot of goals. Uh, Jordan Nobbs has come in and been a solid play, uh, performer. So yeah, it is a um, for me. It is not going to be an easy game. Um, I, and with the performances of lately, we haven't performed well. Yes, we get we did win against Leon, but let's be honest, we didn't perform well. Um, So yeah, it's it's gonna. It is a bit of a worry for me at the moment, and I won't lie. Um, I'm not going to say say we won't win, but we've got a very very uphill challenge in front of us.
0: Yeah, I mean, Aston Villa have been a very good team um, this year. Um, obviously, we all knew when Rachel Daly did come in, we thought, oh, that, that is going to improve to an extent. But I am surprised of how well they've done. I mean, they're, it, I, it must be a little bit boring for them because they are kind of in a league, it, in a way, in a league of their own. They're too far behind to create anything title or Champions League-wise, um, but they're miles ahead of your Tottenham's, your Everton's and West Ham's and all that. Um, so they are, in a, in, in a way, in a league of their own, on potentially on the beach a little bit, apart from the FA Cup, which my hope is that's what they're focusing on. Um, and they might use this game as a bit of a preparation for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can completely understand. Imagine the emotions are running high. It's almost... I know it's not the same because we haven't won anything, but it's almost like when you play a cup final, like when you play the league cup final, and then you have a game like three or four days later and you always have that almost hangover feeling. I am worried about that. We've obviously the fact that we don't have the biggest of availability right now. Obviously, Peniel, we don't know whether she's going to be involved. We, obviously, um, Kirby's out. Perissette could be out. Out, uh, Bright, Bright's out. We could also have other players out. Um, Leopold, we don't know about. Um, Cuthbert's obviously still returning from injury. She was, still had strapping on her leg um, in the match. So, And there is players that do need to be rested. Um, people who played 120 minutes, not all of them can play 120 minutes again. So it will be interesting to see the lineup. But I think, would you say the advi- big advice, I think if, if we were to give Emma advice, which obviously... Emma doesn't need advice because she's the best anyway. Um, maybe to just today trust some of them fringe players a little bit more. And I say fringe, it's probably a bit offensive to say fringe players because Abdullina and all that have played very well when they've played. Um, but in the in the football te- te- technical phrase, they are still fringe players. Um, but do you need? Do you think Emma should maybe trust on a few of them a bit more today?
1: I think I would even go to the point of trust the youth give the uh, some of the youth a more of an opportunity. I get... I'm not saying all players should be youth, don't get me wrong, but uh, certain would, players like we, you said about Clay Pot. Yeah,
0: I, uh, I would... I, I, when I say... When I think youth, I probably would say Clay Pot. I don't, I don't know whether I... Maybe have other youth players on the bench to come on if we're winning. But I, I wouldn't want to start any... I'd, be, I, I'd, I'd maybe understand starting Claypole and giving Sam Kerr a rest, um, but I don't think I'd start any of the young players um, personally. But um, I understand your point. Um, but we, I think I'm we do need start,
1: to. I'm saying, but given more like given yeah.
0: Kind of like with Now we had we had Akpam come on, um, we had Claypole come on, and there was two others that I can't remember the names off the top of my head come on. I don't pay attention to the youth team at anywhere near as much as I should. Uh, apologies for that. But yeah, I, I get what you mean. I think on the, on, off the bench, yeah, I definitely agree with you that. Maybe bring a couple of them on. Um, give a few of the midfielder attacking players just a complete rest. Um... Obviously, not all of them, because you do need to have some firepower on if it if it does go wrong. Um, do you think we'll do you think we'll get the job done, Aston Villa?
1: Like I said, it's good. I think it's a very tight game, but I believe in Emma Hayes. I believe in the women more than I do with the men, so <laughs> I've got every chance that we do well.
0: Yes, well, fingers crossed. I mean, obviously, we. results today, obviously, Arsenal within beating Manchester City 2-1. Big uh, result for um, the table. Obviously, now it reads Manchester United played 17 with 41 points. Arsenal played 16 with 38 points. Manchester City played 17 with 38 points. And then Chelsea played 15 with 37 points. Obviously, it's still in our hands. And if we win today, we go second a point behind manchester united with a game in hand um and that does mean aston villa don't have a chance of getting uh into the top 4 um but do you, do you think do you think we'll be okay running into the end because I, I did i am a bit worried but then i looked at the fixtures for everyone uh and i think we've got obviously we've got arsenal as on the second last day of the season but that is our only big league game obviously we know the cup games are big but it's our only big league game left we've got you've got you got your West Ham's your Leicester's mm. your Redding's, your Liverpool's uh so then they, we shouldn't hopefully slip up against them but obviously Arsenal have still got to play United United have still got to play City um so some of the big bigger teams around us that are already potentially behind us, with the games in hand, do have to play each other and are going to drop points. So, do you think we? Do you think you're less worried in in that sense of, we have got the easier running.
1: Nothing's easy. I know. A, just, if you, we've lost games where we should have won. So, well, um, I, I,
0: I'm just I don't think we'll lose against Leicester. I can put my I can put my hand on that.
1: You don't speak. Too soon, because we know what you're like. You put us in it all the time.
0: Oh, I can comfortably say we won't lose to Leicester.
1: I, I'm a team now, If we, if we, you now you guys have heard it straight. If we don't win, beat Leicester, you know who to blame for that.
0: If we don't beat Leicester, I'll leave the channel completely. Oh, please,
1: That's please, com- com- please. That's please, how please, confident please. I am.
0: That's please. how. Com- that's how confident I am. Obviously, I get that. Obviously, we we'd we have struggled against Reading in the past, um, and we've struggled against. Obviously, we got we did lose Liverpool, so I understand them. Once we we still can lose them, but we know that other teams are definitely going to drop points at some point. Um, so we do have that aspect of if we do have one draw in that aspect, we are. It's not the end of the world, is it?
1: I'm not going to count my chickens too soon.
0: Okay, well, I'll I'll for once be the positive one and you can be the negative one. That's fine. Nice change of scenery. Um, Anyway, obviously, after this weekend, and obviously it will be international break by the time you guys listen to this, um, it, it doesn't stop for me. It doesn't stop for us because we have the Lionesses versus Brazil, the Philomissima. I've definitely mispronounced that, but... I've been trying to pronounce it for the last hour to try and get it right, but I don't know how to do it. Um, big game, Wembley, completely sold out, and I am lucky enough to have a ticket to go to it. Uh, so I don't—I will see some of the Chelsea women live for one more time. It just won't be at Kings Meadow or Stamford Bridge; uh, it'll be at Wembley instead, potentially another Wembley. But um, are you excited for this game, Wayne? Obviously, Brazil women—they are decent enough. Obviously, their rankings. Why is they're eighth in the world rankings? So that they're, they're still good, but they're not. It's not like it's not like Brazil men who are just up there completely. One of the best teams in the world. Um, do you think we'll get a result here?
1: I think it's going to be hard. Don't think we've got our full strength because obviously Frank Kirby, Millie Bright, they're both out. We got Beth Mead out. Um, trying to think if there's anyone else i've missed I mean, t-
0: to be fair yes we've got beth mead out but you've got lauren hemp lauren james and chloe kelly and Just park and russo in that attack so i don't think i don't think that's a problem i think you No,
1: that. i'm not saying it is but i'm just saying that we're not going to be fully strength yeah so um yeah it's going to be interesting for sure um but I'm actually more looking forward to the game against Australia than I am against Brazil.
0: I'm not looking forward to that because I, I, I just, I just think, do not injure Sam Kerr, please, please do not injure Sam Kerr. The only good thing is that she's in, is it in England, isn't it?
1: It's in England, yeah. Yes,
0: yeah, it means that Sam Kerr doesn't have to get jet lag um, before coming back uh, for the Aston Villa semi-final, but. Um, yeah, I mean, what what do you think of the squad that's been called up? Obviously, if I go through the squad now for us, obviously, goalkeepers, you've got Mary Earps, Hannah Hampton, Eddie Roebuck and Sandy McAver. Um, obviously, you've got Lucy Bronze, Jess Carter, Neen Charles, Alex Greenwood, Maya Letizia, Esme Morgan, Lucy Parker, Leah Wims- Williamson, and then, obviously, Wubin Moy has been called up for Millie Bright dropping out. Midfield, you've got Laura Coombs, Jordan Nobs, George Stanway, Ella Toon, Kira Walsh. And obviously, as mentioned up front, you've got Rachel Daly, Lauren Hamp, Lauren James, Chloe Kelly, Jess Park, Alessia Russo and Katie Robinson. For me, I just look at that squad. It's so much strength in different areas. Um, I, I, I find it hard to actually pick a starting lineup for that.
1: See, that's where you mean you're a different pick, the, uh picket.
0: Um, what would you go with them?
1: It's... In goal is Mary Earps.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's the easy one. That's I,
1: I can... Right-back's Lucy Bournes. Mm-hmm. Then central defence is going to be Alex Greenwood and... Uh, Leo, uh, Leon R- Williamson. Then at left-back will be Jess Carter. Then... It'll be a midfield three of Kiel Walsh, John Stanf- uh, Stanway, and A Then the up front three it will be Lauren James, Russo, and Chloe Kenny.
0: Yeah. Um, wouldn't you say Alex Greenwood plays at left back?
1: No, because without me, Bright, she'll play in central events.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: I, I mean, if anybody was bit, then there's a definite kettlefish fish, and should be in. Still, like I still, I still think
0: fact. that the fence might be a bit more harder to pick. I, I get, I, 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 who, who did you put for front line? Rachel Daly, Chloe Kelly, and Lauren Hamp. Did you say?
1: No. Who
0: did you pick? Lauren,
1: Lauren James. Oh,
0: Lauren James.
1: Russo. And Chloe Kelly.
0: Not Rachel Daly?
1: No. Rachel Daly being the backup striker.
0: Mm. I, I think we might see a few changes, but uh, uh, when I get there and I'm completely wrong, I'll let you know.
1: Are we waiting in for the message?
0: Yeah. I mean, Wembley, Wembley's got much better signal than uh, Stanford has, so I'll be able to actually tell you that I'm wrong this time, rather than after, well uh, I do think, it'll be, I, 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 I personally I think it'll be Mary Earps, Lucy Bronze, Leo Williamson, Alex Greenwood left, I think it'd be Alex Greenwood left back, and I've got a funny, I just have a funny feeling Letizia is going to start, Centre back. I am. Gonna, I am no doubt going to be completely wrong, but there you go. Uh, I agree with you in the midfield, and yeah. I mean, I can. Un- I still think Rachel Daly might start, um, but I can understand your front three as well. Um, whether it will, st- whether that will play as well. Um, but in terms of scoreline for Brazil, Eng- England. Um, What are you going to go for?
1: England win 2-0. Scores. George Dunway. And Russo. Nice,
0: nice. I'm going to go 3-1. I do think we're going. We're not going to be exactly perfect, but uh, I do think we're going to have some good goals. I actually do agree with you. I think Georgia Stanley will score. I think Lauren James will score, and, and then I think it's probably going to be. I think if Rachel Daly does get game time, I think Rachel Daly will score. But um, if we do win, it would be nice, obviously, to beat the champions of south america i guess i i shoot i my assumption that was what the philomessomer is but there you go um if it is it, it is i've got the tickets and I, what i do say is a nice looking trophy um to be honest i do like the uh trophy itself uh so hopefully that's another trophy that chelsea uh, uh chelsea uh, uh england can win i'm getting ahead of myself here um and get through um Australia game? Do you think we'll get through that unscathed as well, or do you think that could be a bit of a shock?
1: I think that'd be a shock because I think Australia a very, very strong side. And obviously,
0: if we're harking back to the Olympics, we did lose to Australia as well.
1: And I think I personally think they're a very. I think they're the team to beat in this World Cup as well. So.
0: It will be a very interesting challenge before the World Cup to have Australia. It will be really put us to the test, and that's why I think yes, Brazil are fantastic, are uh, good, and I, I do think there are they are also a bit of an an unknown entity in terms of not so many in in terms of to the fans of the WSL because there's not many Brazilian players residing in the WSL um, so I think that would be might be a bit of an unknown entity for fans that do not watch a lot of women's football internationally uh, a lot of Brazil in general but um, it'll be an interesting game uh, I do think we'll get through Australia but I think it will be a lot tougher um, and that's why I think there might be more changes for the Brazil game and I think we'll have more of the big full strength team a bit more for Australia but We'll see how it goes, uh, and hopefully we do have a good international break, and then we can get back to the Chelsea after. Um, so that does bring an end to what has been another wonderful podcast. Um, obviously, we've covered a lot of the usual, sh- the, the current stuff. Obviously, we've missed a lot of stuff out. We didn't, unfortunately, do a pod for the company Cup final, um, which would have been an interesting aspect uh, to rant about, because we don't get to rant about the women that much. Um We've been one of them rare occurrences, Um, but we will be much more consistent leading up to the end of the season. Uh, I will uh, hammer down some appearances uh, and get some times in with both me and Wayne. And if me and Wayne can't do it, we may have a few special guests that I've been talking to that may also come on for some special podcasts, not just through the season, but in the summer as well, while we're in the World Cup. Um, But we will wait and see for that. Uh, So thank you guys for all tuning into this wonderful pod. Obviously, by the time you're listening, you may also have the men's podcast with me, Carlito, and Jester's also out. So make sure you tune into that again on Spotify and Apple podcast. Um, Also, don't forget to check us out, uh, our new website at www.worldwideshells.com, which you can also see our merch store, which is www.worldwideshells.com. Shelves.com slash store, uh, which you can find a range of merch. And I can announce that we have some women's merch in design potentially coming out. We are still hammering down some ideas. Um, Me and Carlito are having quite a a good discussion with that. Um, So we will get some merch out to you, hopefully before the end of the season. And I'll definitely buy it and wear it at Wembley uh, for all to see uh but thank you all for tuning in and Wayne thank you for coming on
1: oh welcome and thank you for letting me
0: on well it's happy happy to have you on uh always um so big up everyone to that has listened make sure you check us out every week for a podcast on both Chelsea men and women We are all chelsea we're all gonna we're gonna win a lot of stuff we're gonna win league champions league the f a cup and then the men can just sit with their tenth place. Uh, which is what it is what it is but thank you for everyone for having our time uh, and we'll see you next time on another episode